from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. We had big five questions earlier for Pat Welter of WREL Sports. We're going to go back to the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. we got big five questions for Casey Hintz of WREL Sports, who's been covering hey, the Carolina Hurricanes all season long. Casey, first question. Who's starting between the pipes tonight for the Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, you got to love Rod Brennamore, right? This morning playing coy. We yes. literally do not know who is going to start tonight. You know, he said the other day that there's no secrets in the game anymore. So he's keeping this one a secret. But I think you got to stick with Auntie Ranta. He's been so solid. Game three wasn't on him. And game five certainly was not on him either. They've had two days of rest, which could be a good or bad thing. But for someone who has had time or struggled with different times and durability. I think that break was good for him. Rance has been solid. You got to stick with him. And more importantly, not only does he have the confidence right now, the guys are confident in him. But with that said, if there was going to be a night for Freddie Anderson to start, tonight would be it. On the road, big Mm -hmm. game. This is what you brought him in for, right? Mm -hmm. He hasn't played, though, a playoff game since 2020. But, man, you brought him in for this reason. Time to kind of shake off that any playoff, you know, he's he had a bad experience in Toronto. If there's going to be a time, he can shake that off tonight. It's also called Toronto in the playoffs, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that too, that too. Casey Hens joining us from the Big Five. So we have the Big Five questions with her. Question number two, uh, which players from the Canes need to step up for them to get the win tonight? We know what Sebastian Ajo is going to give us, but who else outside of the Stars? Well, I think really – you, you stick with what you've been doing. Like, I, th- I think their five-on-five five has been really good, and you've got guys contributing. Would you like someone like Jesper Kokiemini to score? Yes, yes, of course. It's always good when Jordan Stahl also gets on the score sheet. But I think, really, you need just all four lines rolling because that's what this team needs to do. But if we've got to go with somebody or, I guess, maybe a core, why not Brent Burns and the rest of the defense? Here's why, because obviously we've seen what they've done all season long from the blue line, putting up record numbers. And Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, a little quiet here in the playoffs. Shane Gossespierre, same with him. Mm-hmm. Burns, I think, has you know five assists, but we know he had a, a game to forget uh, in game five. So yeah. I think he, the team is better when he is on the score sheet, right? So I think if you've got the blue line on the score sheet tonight, that'll be the, that'll be the way the Kings can get this done. All right, third question for Casey Hens joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. What's going on with Martin Natchez? He's struggled really the last, I'd say, 15 games of the season. He's had some rough goes here in the playoffs. He's had a couple of really good moments. I don't want to discount that, but it's not the Martin Natchez we saw the first 55, 60 games of the year. Right. I mean, a goal, three assists. I know those are not, you know, huge, major, big impact numbers. But a minus five. It is an improvement from last year, the playoffs, though, where true. he that's, that's true. completely disappeared, that's right? True. Uh, that's true. I think the biggest thing, Dennis, and you know this too, Marty has elite high-level skill out there. What he can do in open space, his speed, everything that he does is, I mean, he dazzles when he is yeah. quick, right? Now is not the time for that. Mm-hmm. Playoff hockey is not the time. He's not Connor McDavid. You can't get away with doing the – you know, spinorama through the legs, toe drag, dropping it back to, well, in this case, there's been never anybody there or he's causing turnovers. Now's <laughs> yeah. not the time for that. We need him to get back to 
you know, using his speed, getting pucks on net, and scoring like he did in the regular season where he wasn't doing all of that stuff all the time. He can score goals. He's just out there doing way too much, trying to force things into – trying to force things, right? And it's that causes turnovers like we saw in Game 5. I think that, you know, he's got to have a really, really short memory. Forget about Game 5 where he knows he made those mistakes. Learn from them. He has a chance to be a really – really pivotal player tonight. This could be a pivotal game, I should say, for him. Casey Hintz joining us from the Big Five, and I want to bring people inside for a second. You see us on television. I'm on television anchoring. She's on television anchoring. She's in the field reporting. I'm in the field reporting, and there are things that we get a chance to talk about between us that never make it on television. Casey, (laughs) one of the things that we've talked about is you feel like the Canes fan base is just a little too negative, even though the Hurricanes have a 3-2 lead in this series. Tell me about this Canes fan base. What should they do to try to kind of change things up and be a little bit more positive for the team? Here's the deal. And I, I did a little <laughs> bit on this last night in off. the sports cast. It is hard to win in the playoffs. And my example yeah. was Boston Bruins, Florida Panthers. And I actually literally had this conversation with Jordan Stahl yesterday, of course, because he's got two brothers playing with the Florida Panthers. We're talking about the Bruins, who had, they set absolute NHL records across the board, something that we probably will never see, at least for a really long time in the regular season. They lost two games at home right now in the playoffs. They're going down to Florida for a game six against the Panthers. They couldn't even close out on home ice with a 3-1 lead. Want to know why? Because it is hard to win that last game. That just Mm. goes to show how tight the NHL is, how tight the playoffs are. The Canes were not going to blow through the Islanders. You also got to remember... We can't use it as an excuse, but how shorthanded they are. Look at the Bruins. They've got Patrice Bergeron back. They still couldn't close it out. They are fully loaded. There's nothing wrong with the Bruins. I'm yeah. just using that as a point yeah. that it is so hard. Jordan Stahl, it was a great, great conversation with him because he said, I think, you know, I've had to say this so many times that this league is so tight this time of year. And people forget that everyone is laying it out there trying to win. So winning that last game is, is, is the hardest. Yeah, so the final question, are they getting it done tonight? Kane's winning? I don't know if you can see. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, oh. she's got the huge Caniac shirt going on right now. Here's Casey repping it. I like it. Yes, here's the deal. And obviously that's that's not normal. I, don't, I wouldn't normally wear the huge Caniac shirt, but I was feeling it today. Look, game five, they played their best game all series five on five. That's sure. not my words. Well, I thought they played good. That is literally the guys in the locker room yesterday morning that's what they said. They yeah. said, we actually thought we played our best five-on-five hockey this entire series in game five. A couple bounces go the other way. They win the series 4-1. They play that game tonight, which I believe they will come out and do no matter who's in between the pipes. I think the Canes get the dub, come back, get a few days off maybe this weekend and just enjoy uh, the rest of the series. And who are they facing the next series? I just want to hear from you. Well, it Devils won big last night. Yeah. Oh, do you want to? We could open up that one, too, if you really want to go. <laughs> You're looking at uh, everybody complaining. Actually, I do have one thing to say. Last night, someone commented on my Twitter when I said that um, Vasily Ponomarov was going to travel with the team because Jack Jury wasn't. And someone said, oh, all we got is a beefed-up Chicago Wolves. Listen, the Rangers went all in. They brought in Patrick Kane, Tarasenko. They've lost three straight games. Yeah. Okay? It doesn't matter. One player does not make – 
a, a team. It is a collective effort. Mm. Ooh, I used their keyword. A collective <laughs> effort in the playoffs. You're seeing that now. I think the Devils, they've got all the momentum and they could very well, if the Canes win, be facing the New York or the New Jersey Devils. Casey Hintz, WRAL Sports. Thanks for your time. Really do appreciate it. Enjoy the game tonight. I will. You guys too. Thank you. That's Casey Hens from WRL TV joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Puck drop just after 7 o'clock tonight. Stormwatch with Adam Gold is at 6 o'clock. You can listen to all that right here on 99.9 The Fan. I will say it once again. I said it about 15 minutes ago. Whoever wins tonight wins this series. Mm. I think if the Islanders tie it the series tonight, they're going to win in a game seven. Canes finish it out tonight. Do the job. Yeah, we need them to. And it is more than just, like, for the sake of the team. This is for Dennis's sake as well. Yeah, because I mean, Dennis, this is a very selfish sake. His, yes. his lease is over on Sunday. It needs to be out of his apartment into a new apartment. Yeah. Well, storage unit first, but that's fine. <laughs> I got to go to the storage unit first, and I can move into my next apartment on June 1. I got a month. I got to crash at my sister's. But that's totally fine. But you know what? I think they're going to do it tonight. Yeah. I, I believe that this team is going to, to use a tri- Tracy term, dig in and get the job done. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away the nfl draft watching it is the most pure form of reality television yes because something we talked about yesterday the unpredictable nature of the nfl draft a lot of people were thinking okay colts are going to take a quarterback right number four overall the indianapolis colts are going to take a quarterback because they need one what was the name linked to them a lot it was uh will levis will levis yeah right they called anthony richardson's name yeah so, okay, Las, Las Vegas Raiders need a quarterback. Yes, they just got Jimmy Garoppolo. I totally understand that. But Jimmy G and his injury history, you could still groom somebody behind him for a couple years from now or Absolutely. even next season. Absolutely. Las Vegas Raiders makes sense, right? Doesn't get called. Seattle Seahawks, they basically struck on a scratch-off ticket with Geno Smith last year, Yep, signed him to a three-year contract extension, which they can basically get out of after one year. Absolutely. But they had two first-round picks. Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Doesn't hear his name called. Mm-mm. Get through all 31 picks of the first round. Because remember, the Miami Dolphins did not have a, a first-round pick because they had a forfeit for their tampering with Tom Brady and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So only 31 picks here in the first round. Will Levis doesn't hear his name called. But are we surprised by this? No. 
I'm not either. For the simple fact that we've seen this happen before. Absolutely. A lot of people last year thought Malik Willis out of Liberty, who initially played at Auburn. Thought he could be a first-rounder. A lot of people thought Desmond Ritter, who played at Cincinnati, could be a first-rounder. What happened to those guys? Yeah, Third Mal- round. Yeah, Malik Willis, third round to the Tennessee Titans, and then Desmond Ritter to the Atlanta Falcons. Questions still on Desmond Ritter. Actually, you can still say questions on both these guys, but Malik Willis had the opportunity to play last season with the Tennessee Titans after Ryan Tannehill got hurt, right? Started a couple games, stunk. He has Bad. Not, he has not thrown a touchdown in the NFL yet. Bad. But he does have three interceptions. He does. He does. He was so bad that they signed Josh Dobbs to their practice squad, called him up, and he was starting 10 days after they brought him into their team. And he doesn't even have any eyebrows. No. I don't know what that means, but whatever. No, he literally doesn't oh, have I know. any he eyebrows. Actually, he doesn't. <laughs> but that's the point is that the fact that, yeah, he was that bad. So, yeah. like, a lot of us who talk about the draft, we react to what a lot of these quote-unquote experts and evaluators say. Yeah. They have Levis as a first-round pick. What do these NFL teams know that we don't, right? Because a lot of people thought, we talked about with some of these other quarterbacks, a lot of people thought Kenny Pickett was going to go in the top 10 last year. He falls all the way down. There's Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're like, Who's it, number 20? Yeah, pick, pick number 20. Yeah. Just sitting right there. Fell right into their lap. Yeah. Okay? Now he's going to be their starting quarterback going forward. The unpredictability of the NFL draft is what makes it so fascinating. No one expected the Houston Texans, to trade up from 12 to 3 like they did yesterday to take Will Anderson from Alabama. No one expected that. No one thought that the Arizona Cardinals, after they traded down to 3, would trade back up to number 6 to take an offensive tackle. All these movements. Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, no one knew where he was going to go. Then all of a sudden, 8th overall pick, hey, Bijan Robinson to the freaking Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Carolina Panthers get to play him twice a year. And Kyle Pitts and Drake London, who both went – in the first round of the last two years. Exactly. So the, the point being is this. Watching the constant cutters, I think I heard the stat was during the broadcast last night, they showed Will Levis sitting in the green room 37 times. <laughs> 37 <laughs> times the cameras cut to Will Levis just sitting there on his phone, his family just sweating it out. There is a place where Will Levis could go today. Go on. Based on what one NFL owner has tweeted out. Oh, okay. But before I tell you that, I have to uh, set it up by saying this. Okay. You remember last month yeah. when we did Culture State Radio? Yeah. And I said that the Carolina Panthers should get C.J. Stroud in the first round and maybe in the second or third get Hendon Hooker, yeah. have two quarterbacks. And you remember how everybody on social media said, you're dumb, Chris. Yeah. And I was I thinking, almost basically said that, too, to you oh, on air, but that's fine. Y- you did. And uh, you didn't say that, but you, you were thinking it. And I could tell by the tone that you were, that's what you were saying. Yeah. I, up until just now, today, was thinking in the back of my head, they don't know what they're talking about. This is going to be a good thing if they do this. Jim Ursay just tweeted out, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts, by the way, took quarterback Anthony Richardson yesterday. Fourth overall. Colts fans. Would you take Will Levis at number two if you're on the board for Colts in four hours from now and go Montana Young for the franchise? Meaning Joe Montana and Steve Young having two big-time quarterbacks for them. And it wasn't until I saw somebody who does cocaine tweet (laughs) out that idea 
that I realize it wasn't a good idea. Like, I don't do cocaine. That is that is not what I do in my free time at home. Oh my god! I'm also not a billionaire who owns a team, but I don't do cocaine. Yeah. So I think that that is now a bad idea, and okay. I will like to apologize to you, Dennis Cox. Okay. And everybody else who listened to Culture State or watched our video on on YouTube, who called me stupid. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because I don't do cocaine. I mean, you said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. So, okay, so Jim Ursay really tweeted out asking fans, hey, should we also go ahead and take Will Levis even though we just – yeah, okay, looking at the tweet. There it is. Right there. Yeah, that's that's a, uh, that's a thing. See, this at is the Jim reason Ursay, why – if you're on Twitter and want to see it. This is the reason why uh, a lot of fans have questions about who makes these decisions. <laughs> you know, but again, this ties into, like, the reality television of this all. Facts. Because that's what this is. It's reality television. And I will say something about Will Levis. Uh, I I texted you last night saying, "Hey, is he the Jimmy Clausen?" I actually say, I didn't ask you, "Is he?" I said, "He is the Jimmy Clausen of this year's draft," because back in 2010, Jimmy Clausen was Mel Kiper's like number one dude, right? He's the next franchise quarterback, right? Right? He's the guy. Jimmy Clausen's the dude. No one picks him in the first round. <laughs> Jimmy Clausen, quarterback out of Notre Dame, 2010. Goes all the way in the mid-40s overall. So middle of the second round. Carolina Panthers draft him, right? What happens? He they got stinks. Cam Newton the next he year. Got, they got Cam Newton and Rob Rivera <laughs> the next you, year. And then five years later, they're in the Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. You got John so, Fox out of there. You got us the number one overall pick. So whomever, <laughs> I'm putting it down right now, whomever drafts Will Levis today, that team's going to have a new quarterback and it's going to have the number one overall pick next season, and they're going to be in the Super Bowl in five years. I'm just putting it down right now. Unless it's the Colts who pick him, who will still just have Anthony Richardson. I don't know. If they're, if they're in the Drake May, Drake May sweepstakes, might as well, right? Uh, might as well. Hey, uh, you know what? If Drake May's floating around out there, if you're the number one overall pick, eh, why not do it? Three I don't quarterbacks? Know. Three quarterbacks drafted in two years, though? Hey, you know what? This is Jim Irsay we're talking about right here. This is Jim At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 